I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Time to play the You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning stand C at your service. To my right, Rowdy Raf Camus. Hey, yo. Diagonally across from me. <laughs> across. Ravishing Will Moran. I just milked that. Anyway, episode number 97. Finally here. We are three episodes away from our 100th episode. Can you believe that? Like when we started this two years ago, right after WrestleMania 30, then we would make it to episode 97. Man. I wouldn't know. I came on on 33. Nobody went to WrestleMania 30. I was, I was, I was you, there. You I was there with that. me. Right? At that viewing I was party. at that viewing I, I party. <laughs> yeah. You were not. But uh, speaking of viewing parties, we had a great one with a, a very solid turnout just last Monday at Skinny Mike's. For the Royal Rumble. And let me just thank everybody who came out to support uh, Pinoy Wrestling, to support wrestling fandom in the Philippines, and to, you know, um, just enjoy the company of people over at Skinny Mike's. That was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the people at Fox, they were actually surprised Now, by the time the Royal Rumble match started, we had like 75-80% of the bar. On a day that the NFL playoffs were in full swing... The you know because that day that day I knew that it was going to be a little rough at Skinny Mike's because you had the four a.m. game you had a nine a.m. nine a.m. game and then that just it, there was a little bit of an overlap with the viewership and mm. you know just to see that no, the I totally forgot, about totally what? forgot until uh, you guys brought it up you guys started posting photos that you were get, you were outside on the second floor yeah uh, I will say I, I don't know because I don't follow the NFL so I wouldn't know. Uh, but that, it, that, it, that's the that's one of the big deals because around this time of the year, yeah, yeah and that, I learned that that once you're getting towards Super Bowl season, <clears throat> progressively the NFL playoffs take up such a large portion of sports viewing audiences' attention. I mean, even basketball takes a back seat on Sundays, yeah. so it's that's in, the thing. It's still the regular season and the NBA, so it's okay. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, Royal Rumble. I think we're gonna have to wait. A, a little longer just to see the final numbers for the ro- this Royal Rumble, but I think they did okay considering that they went up against two of the nicest NFL matches that you know people wanted to see. I'm just really happy that yeah, uh, people came out to uh, to go to the viewing party and people were asking about it. Mm. Uh, people were asking about it on on social media before we even decided there was going to be a viewing party. Right? Yeah, that's true. So you asked and we delivered. Oh. All you had to do was ask. Uh, that, that's been my life motto over the last two years. All you have to do is ask. and Which is why. Yeah, which, which is how. Which is how we got uh, to connect with the people over at Fox. Uh-huh. Which is how it all happened. Mm-hmm. So, again. Um, it's not fate. It's the secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's the secret. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's the secret. Thank you, Ryback. Right 
At least, <laughs> at, at least for our lives, for our careers, it's always been all you have to do is ask. That's how the podcast was born. That's how uh, the show was born. That's, that's how that, that's how Roe and I got into boot camp. Yeah, yeah. We just asked. That's, that's how, how Smart Henry is alive. Smart right Henry is alive. Yeah. All you had to do was ask, and um, I, I and we are still three no, episodes like, no, away no, from no, one hundred. No, no, here's the thing. Though, here's the thing. Uh, all you have to do is ask, but at the same time, when you ask, you have to make sure that you can back it up. Yeah. And you, you gotta hustle. You, you, you gotta thing, hustle. Right. You can't just ask for, say, a spot in PWR boot camp yeah. when you're not <laughs> in shape. You can't ask for a title shot. Yeah. When you're not even, you know, when we, when we don't even know you. Right. Shape. So you, you have to back it up, like Rose said. And um, I, I was telling the Fox people this mm-hmm. now. Uh, at least in the, in the context of local wrestling fandom for viewing parties. If you build it, they will come. Mm. Right? Uh, they just, saw that. Yeah. yeah. People just looking for company, for somebody <laughs> to organize the viewing parties. And I'll tell you guys this, because you're not there. Unfortunately. Guys, sorry. Th- th- there were three guys there who showed up right after the pre-show ended in their corporate attire. So they had long sleeves and the black pants and they had their laptops and shit. And they ordered wings and beer and they just sat there to watch wrestling. And I couldn't help but thank one of them at the end of everything. I'm like, you know, I know you guys took a half day off for this, so thank you. Like, <laughs> you I know, appreciate it. But you know, what, you know what? This is, you know, just, just not a related topic for viewing parties. I know that, you know, we, we try to do the big four. But this year's WrestleMania viewing party... I'm really excited just right now because of the news that came out today. Yes, the news that came out this morning. Uh, we're recording this on the Thursday. Holy shit! This is what are we today? January twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah. January twenty eighth will go down in history as the day that. Shinsuke Nakamura, the king of strong style, officially debuted as a WWE superstar under the NXT brand. Holy shit! And uh, a challenge was made and accepted. It's happening at NXT TakeOver Dallas, which is happening two days before WrestleMania Star. It is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. My boy! Your boys. My boy! Right. So Nakamura versus Zayn is happening. So let me tell you this right now on the podcast. We're going to try our very best to have two viewing parties that weekend. Mm. I mean, we did it for... Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. For Brooklyn and SummerSlam. I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, I will personally host the NXT viewing party because I'm so excited. I'm what do you just, mean personally? Personally host in your house? What? Uh, no, if if we can't if we can't do it there, we'll do it at my. Place. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, because that was actually the backup plan. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the backup plan. Well, guys, standing invitation right now. Standing invitation and right now to our listeners. Wait, wait, you don't want to invite everybody Every, yeah, to your house. Yeah. No, 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 no. Safe. I know it's not safe, but the thing is, not safe if you, <laughs> I know, I know a bunch of you who listen are friends. I know that a bunch of you who listen sure. hey, are hey. are you know two degrees away from my personal friendship. A bunch of the people who listen are from the states. Oh, and, oh, and yes, yes. We're we're gonna get to that. That's that, that, no, that's, no, no. that's part let's, of the lead up. Let's that's, get to that right now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the lead up. That's people, the lead up to that. No, but there the thing are is, people from Ashburn, Virginia, who listen to this Menlo podcast. Menlo Park, California. Hello, guys. San Diego, California. Como estas? Moreno Valley, California. Fuck, we got one listener from Morocco. We hey, have seven Morocco. listeners in Spain. Can you sponsor me? Because I want to go to Casablanca. Uh, it's not that great. It it really isn't. I don't care. Or, Casablanca or uh, no? Uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Uh, the other city? Shit. 
Marrakech. Yeah, no, 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 not just Marrakech. Uh, the other spy city. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, but but back, what, back to the point. or something? I don't know. Back, but, back, 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 yeah, two we, seconds. We have seconds. listeners in Saudi Arabia. I, I don't get this. I don't get how this is possible. OFWs. 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 Okay, but rewind, rewind ever so slightly. star magic. Lord. No, but really... No, California. That's our market. That's our market. No, that's my market. That's a star magic market. But yes, if we can't get something like that, my place is the backup. You're going to have to get personal permission from me to find out my address. So let's leave it at that. So, right. so yeah, exclusive sure. paren. Exclusive paren. But, but how are we all going to fit in your den? Oh, who said anything about the den? Okay. How are you all going to fit, period? Outdoor barbecue. That's his house. That's his problem. So you know, we'll just come along. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We're going to project it on a, on a sheet. Not we'll figure not. something out. I have my ways. Anyway, uh, so viewing parties will happen. Um, we're going to do our best to see what we can do for Fastlane. Because Fastlane is, they're trying to hide there, there it are up implications. There are implications after, implications after And we're this also gonna, We're also going to figure out what we're going to do next for the wrestling gods. Right. Uh, it caught me by surprise that they decided to call us the wrestling gods. But whatever. Uh, you know, I'm well, not, it's grown on me. I'm cool with it. Well, it's nice that you two are wrestling gods. I know. It's, Look, you have a day job. I do. I do. I have a day job, but I still have time to be a god. <laughs> but it's okay. I don't really want to be a god. It's what's a you god to be a, a king? non-believer. Then again, <laughs> why be a king when you can be a god? No, that's why. Name, we were, no, no, no. He just, he, just went, he just went the Kanye you went West Eminem, I went Kanye West. Well, I went Eminem. I, yeah. No, I, I just said that before. Why, why be a king when you can be a god? And then but what is a god but to a non-believer? A non-believer. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's the automatic response. And, but you know, um, we are if wrestling here. if wrestling is the religion, and if you're a non-believer of the religion, then whatever you know. Um, it, let, let us have this little victory, and thank you to everybody. The, the overwhelming outpouring of support and uh, and and just good vibes from people, uh, from it's, both fans it, and non-fans who have you know shown shown us some some love. Thank you. Yeah, for everyone who screenshotted the the everyone Fox broadcast. A photo, a still of the show. Thank you for taking the time to take a photo of your TVs. Thank you for classical Brian Leo actually getting the prediction right. Yeah. Uh, That's and, something nice. And uh, thank you to Ken Warren for actually taking a video of the entire 10-minute right. show. I'm sure that's illegal, but thank you, Ken. <laughs> I, I think I think the people at Fox will have something to say at the next viewing party. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Um, um, what about, I know did you guys get to watch the, the show before the, the pay-per-view kicked off? Uh, no, I we did not. No, 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 not at the viewing party. Oh, oh okay. That was the plan. I, I was, was going to say. That I, was the plan. I got to see it at home. I, I, I it's did on not, my DVR. I did not watch it. Uh, I have no plans of watching it. At some point, you know you're going to have to. Yeah, you're yeah have sure. To. But I'm not going to seek it out myself. Like, okay, I would rather you guys tell me that what we need to improve on, uh, what you like, what you didn't like. I would rather have it come from everyone else. Uh, I, just, I just don't want to cringe at myself, you know. Well, you know, um, I'm I'm also beginning to get you know to come to terms with watching myself on TV. So if you have any feedback you want to send our way, since day one. No, no, I'm coming to terms with watching myself on TV. That's what you want. No, 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 no. Watching yourself on TV is actually different. Is different from being a TV personality. That's what no, I know. That's what I'm not doing. I don't want to watch myself on television. No, you have to you have to critique yourself and you know seek the feedback, which is why I'm I'm asking everybody. I'd rather have other people critique me. 
That's cool. You have to watch the film too. That's why you know. That, yeah, that's how yeah, you improve. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, so uh, watch the starters before we argue. Watch the before game we game. argue, if let, you let want us know, to get, let us know. Let us know what your feedback oh, yeah, 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 is yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on social media. It's at Rosewar at underscore Stancy. Uh, you can tweet Camus as well if you want to include <laughs> him in the conversation <laughs> at Caveman Camus. If you want to petition him to be part of the show, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm no god. I am no god. No, but, but, but Camus, Camus has long been a part of the team even yeah, before yeah, yeah. we uh, got the opportunity. It's a shame though that he was not able to be at the. It's cool. No, I. No, this, this is my thing. I'm very happy being on this podcast. I'm very happy being part of the PWR family. And I'm happy with there. Let's keep hustling. All right. Uh, so no, so we people hope have been asking. Yeah, we hope. No, no, no. That, that something more happens because people have been asking no, if no, there will be a second episode. We know for sure that there's going to be a next episode. We just don't know when. That's the thing. Yes. So we're going to be sitting down uh, with our friends from Fox. We'll try to sort things out. And rest assured, when information is confirmed and available, we'll let you know as soon as, as we can. Yeah, Only you know, here on the SGP podcast. And, you know, we, we, we shill ourselves no, not even the, Not even on the SGP podcast. We'll just tell you on Twitter or something. Yeah. Cause, or maybe smarthenry.ph. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whichever. Doesn't matter. Internet is fast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a special interview here on the podcast for this week. This don't, is somebody... don't worry, it's not Seamus. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not Seamus. <laughs> it's not a WWE champion either. But uh, this is somebody who has been very, very helpful uh, to us and to me over the last two years. He's the guy who basically hooked us up with TJ Perkins and helped get that conversation on the podcast going. Uh, he is an ESPN contributor for Forum Blue and Gold, which is the official ESPN blog of the LA Lakers and uh, he's he also is part of the wrestling community in both the US and the Philippines he's one half of the TJR wrestling podcast alongside John Canton and you may be following him on Twitter as at the no look pass his real name is Ray Moralde and he's joining us to talk about the Royal Rumble talk about Raw AJ Styles The Rock and everything else in between so without further ado here's our interview with Ray Moralde all the way from Bellflower California got a lot to talk about and we have a special international guest joining us on the podcast so let's welcome him all the way from bellflower california you may have seen his tweets on social media it's at the no look pass but we know him better as ray moralde ray ray how's it going i mean guy that's jumping off the sky r-e-y moralde here we go <laughs> and we've been trying to make this happen for for quite a while. And almost a year now. Yeah, almost a year. It's it's about five a.m. in the U.S. while we're recording this, right? So thank yeah, you. This is, this is crazy. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, uh, we, we we owe you one. And I, I just gotta confess, you know, I I told you I was supposed to send you something, but then my Lola left, and I actually forgot to put it in the box. It was supposed to be a shirt Uh-oh. from PWR. So my bad, man. <laughs> Uh, no problem. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll make my way there someday, even though I've been there in like, what, 25 years maybe? Man, we, we would love for you to come over and just, you know, watch a PWR show and, 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 you know, join us yeah, for, for a night. Yeah. Okay. Maybe someday. Maybe I'll go through a tale for you guys. I don't know. All right. Let's talk about business. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week in wrestling, as we all know. Um, let's start with the Royal Rumble. Triple H, your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, quick round of thoughts, guys. Because um, this this is something that people may have already uh, seen coming. But Ray, what did you think about the result of you know of, of Trips coming back and being the champion once again? It was predictable, really. Because they needed to um, continue the story between uh, Roman Reigns and Triple H. So um, this is this is Triple H's way of getting revenge, is to you know get the title away from him. So. 
Uh, they're setting up for a WrestleMania match, and it's been a long time coming. They've been competing this since the Shield days, really. So, you know, it's, I think it was predictable. That's true. Um, it is predictable, but I didn't think they would actually go there because, um, you know, Triple H could win, but it, it as I said in the Wrestling Gods, uh, he didn't need to win the match to have a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. But then again, um, it was... Uh, something that we expected, something a lot of people predicted, so it's all good. I'm, I'm not mad at it. It could be better, but I'm not mad at it. There's no way that this booking could have gone wrong, and our boy, Brian Leo, actually called it right on the Wrestling Gods show. Wrestling Gods. Wrestling Gods, God, it's like JBL 2007, yeah. man. But that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing here. It makes sense. It makes a compelling you know, compelling prediction for a lot of people. It's a compelling result. And I'm happy. I'm happy for one. The only thing I'm not happy about is Roman Reigns looks like a, an absolute softy right now. He looks S-A-W-F-T soft. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on that, Ray. Because hey, I have a huge problem with the way that they booked Reigns during the Rumble match itself. Mm-hmm. The problem is that, like, now he has to win. Uh, he's going to be a three-time champion if he wins that WrestleMania, right? Yeah. So, yep. Uh, yeah, the the championship itself looks weak. I mean, when Seth Rollins had it, at least he had it for, you know, months and months, so he looks stronger. Um, but with Roman Reigns, it's like they're they're trying really hard to make like a, a sympathetic character, and no one's really buying it. Like you've heard the booze on the Rumble, um, you've heard the booze on some Raws, and they're they're trying way 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 too hard to make this happen. Like. I don't know. I, I I almost said they should switch it, but they have their set. They have their mindset for WrestleMania, I guess, for Reigns and Triple H. Let me ask you this: Would you have preferred that they had Roman Reigns stay in the ring throughout the entire Rumble match, or the way that they did it, yes. which was to have him just taken out for like thirty minutes? <laughs> yes, yes, I would prefer that they had him stay the entire match because it's supposed to be one against all. Uh, they promote it as such, and if you want him to be like that, really super strong. A superhero of a guy, then he should stay there the entire time. But with him being being taken out of the match, he doesn't face Brock. He doesn't face the White family. He avoided the strongest guys in the ring. I agree. So I totally agree. It, it makes him look really weak at that point. It's kind of sad because you know if we were really going on the one versus all. It would have been nice to see him go have time against everyone. I mean, we got to see a little bit of time with AJ Styles, which was awesome. But at the same time, Ray, your point is exactly on point. It's just he didn't get to fight the big guns, the big heavyweights that he could really take out if need be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you, you react to the AJ Styles debut, by the way? Um, it was it was all over like social media, so I thought... I kind of got this right because I, uh, on the TGI Wrestling Podcast, I was talking about this with my co-host. And I said, well, if they're going to make AJ Styles look like a star, they should put him in early. They should put him in early, like number three. And I got that right. He came in at number three. And I thought he would last, like, towards the uh, end, like the final five, the final six, or whatever. But I'm okay with Kevin Owens eliminating him because he's kind of a jerk anyway, Kevin Owens. So <laughs> it's perfect for his character. I'm fine with that. 30 minutes in the ring for AJ Styles. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was fun. I mean, like, I, I don't think a lot of people, at least here locally, expected that AJ would even last that long in the Rumble. Well, I mean, again, like, they, they said they paid him a lot of money. So I thought, again, to make him look like a star, make him last 45, 50 minutes. But, you know, again, 30 minutes is fine. 
and the commentators really put him over michael cole byron saxon they, they put him over as a huge star so um you know i think i think aj came out looking strong out of that one. Oh, he did he did way strong way stronger than yeah. we all expected he would Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think the only thing that na nagkulang sila was the camera shots when AJ actually first appeared on TV, right? or, or on the network. Like they they, yeah. bo- they botched that by focusing too much on Roman's mug. Yeah, I can say I'm pretty sure they demanded. Oh, you know the the focus should be on Roman Reigns, so try to get him as much face time as possible. But um, WWE kind of fixed that by releasing a video. of Oh, here's another angle of AJ Styles coming into the ring. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that channel. video, and it wasn't even that edited. Like it's just, a cheap, it's a cheap cop out just to make people. Yeah. No, no, a no it, wasn't, happy. it wasn't even like the best edit you can make. No, the fan yeah. edit's even better. Yeah, the fan edit is better. No, the, the video they released was like it was still lingering a little more on Roman's mug, and then they, they only just like showed a, a half a second more of the, new footage the, of the, <laughs> the Styles entrance. Let, let, let's talk really quickly about uh, AJ Styles and Chris Jericho on Raw. Because um, um, I didn't really watch AJ Styles a lot growing up. So I had this idea of how he looked. And then when he stood right next to Chris Jericho on Raw, I had this moment where I was like, Shit, ang liit ni AJ ah, next he's to Chris Jericho. Like 5'11". <laughs> he's only 5'11", man. Yeah, he, he's only 5'11". But si Jericho is only 5'11", too. Except he wears a little bit of... My platform shoes si Jericho. Yeah, and he has a dad bod, so he looks bigger. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What, what did you think about uh, the, the Raw debut? Because I, I I actually had fun watching the match and the backstage segment, even though AJ himself didn't have a lot of mic time. It was a good match. It was a safe match because Chris Jericho is forty five years old, so it looked a little slower than usual. So I would have liked to see this match in like two thousand five when they were much more faster, much more. Because AJ Styles is not even a spring chicken; he's thirty eight years old. Yeah, he's the oldest uh, John Cena. Yeah, so um, it would it would have been so much better if we saw this ten years ago. But it was the match was fine as this. It didn't blow me away, but you know it was good. It was it was solid. It just wasn't like oh my god, what a great match. You know? It wasn't an instant classic. That's what it was. Yeah, at. yeah. I mean, it 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 was. I, there's nothing bad about it. It just looked a little safe. That's all. Because again, they're older people. You know? Right. Right. Now, yeah. um, so, you you know what. Uh, but I'm I'm actually not sure where to pick up from here because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about the Rumble, a lot of stuff I want to talk about Raw. So mm-hmm. let's run through some of this stuff really quickly. Um, Kalisto mm-hmm. finally got that moment, uh, the, the championship moment when he beat ADR. Oh boy, yeah. I I think that the match is uh, it, it was kind of underrated just because of all the huge moments from the Rumble match itself. Mm-hmm. Like, the pro- the problem with this match though was that this is like the, their fourth time in like a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much, pretty much, yeah. So it doesn't seem like a moment anymore. Like, Kalisto's a two-time U.S. champion now, you know? Um, This is the problem with WWE. Like, when when they're feuding two guys, they had them fight like five, six times over a pay-per-view. So by the time we get to the pay-per-view, it's like, it's not not that worth it anymore, you know? We've seen it so many times. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the way they develop feuds right now is through matches and not necessarily through talking segments anymore. That's why we don't we didn't get like as many promos as we should have from like say Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose and like yeah. last week before the Royal Rumble. And those two guys would go at it on the mic. Right? So it's yeah. insane. And that's why you're right, there is some sense of exhaustion from watching two guys wrestle because that's the only way they know how to build up a feud anymore. Sayang. They've been doing this for years, <laughs> you know. 
Um, it's the same thing with Charlotte and Becky. It's like I love watching them, watching their matches, but at this point, it's like we've seen it so many times. You know. Man, do you remember the old days when uh, the general manager would forbid the two competitors from touching each other before the pay per view? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it with Austin and Rock. Like I, I remember, like WrestleMania 17 or whatever. Like they would not have them, um, you know, do any physical contact, and they finally did it. Like I think the SmackDown before that or whatever. But, you know, at that time, even though they fought, like, a few times in WrestleMania, it felt fresh when they got to WrestleMania 17. You know That's what true. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I don't, they, they, they're just, it's, it's just lazy booking right now for these guys. Right. So, um, in, in terms of lazy booking, though, I mean, I, I don't think I can say that for the Divas division, at least uh, surrounding the title picture. Because I, I, li- I love the way that they built up the Charlotte-Becky feud. And now that Sasha Banks is in the mix, I, I'm just really, really happy. Because uh, I, I guess for the first time since all three were called up to um, the main roster, they're now all fighting over the Divas championship in a story that actually makes sense organically. Yeah, well, I disagree with the Becky-Charlotte because, again, they fought like five times before they got to the, they got to the Rumble. But, you know, we were going to get there. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they started off rocky when they debuted as groups, which I thought was pretty bad. Because it was like, Mommy Stephanie McMahon was like, oh, some new girls are here. Go play. <laughs> Me and teams. You know? That's how it felt like when they debuted. But now it's like, we're going to see the best of what we saw in NXT on the main roster with uh, Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte. And hopefully this ends with a... um. Sasha Charlotte one on one match in WrestleMania. What did you think about the treatment of Sasha Banks? Like the way that they they introduced her to the story as kind of a tweener. I'm I'm fine with that. They, I think they were trying to figure out where to where to um, fit her at first. Like, cause she she does she, she's been a heel for most of the time in NXT. But the thing is, everybody likes her and everybody knows she has talent. So I think they were trying to gauge on where she would where uh, where the fans would feed her. And she's probably, she's going to be the main face by the time we get to WrestleMania on the Divas division. Well, we can only hope. <laughs> no, in, in a way, uh, I mean, she, yeah, in, in a way, she kind of reminds me of of the New Day in the sense that uh, very talented. Uh, their their alignment is on the heel side, but people just cheer for them whenever they appear on screen. Yeah, but the New Day will make fun of people, and they'll be mm-hmm. fun of the home, the of the um, city sports teams and stuff like that. So <laughs> there's still some jerk in them, you know. Right, right. Um, one last bit on the Rumble before we get to Raw. I I want to mention Kevin Owens just because th- there was something very special about his performance in the entire pay per view. Like you look at the Last Man Standing match, the way he and uh, Dean Ambrose just went at each other, and then. Uh, mm-hmm. Owens enters the Royal Rumble match and it's limp Owens limp. You have to hand it to him for having the continuity at least throughout the entrance. But you know, you, you see him kind of shake it off through the match because when he starts beating up on everyone else, well, Anna, uh, the, limp, the limp isn't there, but then you see the continuity of his heel, uh, his, his no nonsense heel shtick where he fucks with everybody. He gets it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he, sell, he sells all these, uh, uh, he sells himself being hurt, he sells all these injuries and stuff like that. And he continues being a jerk towards everybody. Like he's, he's basically gonna probably start feeding with AJ Styles. Um, he's still fighting Dean Ambrose. He, he will probably feud with Sami Zayn like in the near future as well. So he's got like multiple feuds going on. Everybody hates him, and um, he's he's just got that heel stick going on. He, he's just the best at it right now in, in the main roster. 
Okay, Ray, I got a question for you, man. Uh, what do you think of Brock Lesnar right now? I mean, where, about uh, about his spot with the Wyatt family, I'm guessing, uh, all, all the way until WrestleMania. What do you think about that? I'm not happy about it. Really? <laughs> Why? Why not? I, do you not want to really see not, Bray because, versus um, Brock? It, it's weird how they book the Wyatts. Like, they've lost to everybody. And here's Brock Lesnar who beats up everybody, you know? So I just don't believe that they can, he can they, that they can take up Brock Lesnar, you know. I it, because again they're not they're not the Shield in terms of winning, you That's know. True. When the Shield was together, they kept winning and winning and winning, so they looked indestructible. With the Wyatts, yeah, they talk a lot and they look creepy, but they keep losing to everybody. So how am I going to believe they can beat Brock Lesnar? What if in uh, at WrestleMania the match is Brock Lesnar versus all four members of the Wyatt family? It's like some taker I shit. I guess. Yeah, but I'm not too, I'm still not excited about it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like like I just wish they booked the Wyatt's better, that's all. You know, it's 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 in the best. But right now, yeah. do you think it's something that they can still save? I mean, if you're coming from the perspective now, you don't like it, it's not something you can buy into. Is the current situation something you can still save so that people can salivate over it come mania? You know, you know what I think would save it was um you know, okay, so they can make Brock look human or whatever. He gets beat up a lot this time around, right, by the Wyatt family. Why not have the Undertaker save him and have a four-on-two match? Mm. You know, Taker hasn't been in a tag team match at Mania since 03, right? I think that was the last time. No. Or was that a handicap match? It was a handicap, was a handicap match. Against Taker, by the way. So it was yeah, supposed yeah. to be a, a tag match. Yeah, besides, like, Taker's 50 years old. And, uh, you know, having him in a tag team match will kind of, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll save his energy a little bit more than having to do a singles match by himself. Right? Right, right. Sorry, we'll fix this again. Uh, no, we'll laugh at it. Sorry. <laughs> it's just in and out a bit. That's all. Oops, oops, oops. That's a high. Sorry, you There, there. Sorry, uh, can you say something again, Ray, please? Hello? Hello? There. Hello? There. Yeah, that's, that's... That's okay. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, shit. Sorry. No, no, thought because of uh, Taker. Right. Taker. Okay. Uh, so, so they're obviously on the road to WrestleMania right now, and they're trying to figure out the paths in which they want to go. Um, we haven't heard from The Undertaker just yet, but the Fastlane main event clearly has mania implications. And... There are people mm-hmm. who are who are not very happy with the way that they booked the authority granting Roman Dean and Brock Lesnar the opportunity to challenge Triple H. Um, mm-hmm. Before we give our thoughts on this, I want to ask you, what did you think about uh, the way that they did it? See, again, WWE has continuity problems. Um, they say, oh, we're going to observe everybody that's going to be uh, having a match, and then we're going to pick the best ones, right? Mm-hmm. So they pick Roman, who who they don't like, but yet they keep giving him title shots for some reason. Dean Ambrose, okay, fine. You know, he deserves it because he was, um, you know, the run-up at Royal Rumble. And then they picked Brock Lesnar, who wasn't even at Raw. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, you know? If they're supposedly picking from everybody that's had a match on Raw, Mm -hmm. and they pick someone who's not even on Raw. So I thought that was weird. Um, and as far as the match goes, it's like we all know this is going to go to Roman, right? <laughs> like, this is, there's this no is way so, it goes to any of the other two. It's just predictable. Yeah. 
the, the way I see it, and this is something that took me quite a while to realize, was that inherently it's still a heel move to deny Roman his outright rematch clause because he did lose the title at the Rumble, right? Yeah, they still keep giving him rematches. Like, this has been going on for a year now where it's like, oh, we don't like you, Roman Reigns. Here, have a match of TLC for the title. Like, okay. You know, so I think it's just weird. Like, um, they could have just had a situation where it's like they would just ban Roman from uh, having a title match uh, whenever, like, Sheamus is champion or Triple H is champion or whatever, mm-hmm. and then have him have a title shot by winning the Royal Rumble because they can't deny that. Yeah, kind of like what they know. did to Benoit back in uh, 2004. Yeah, basically, yeah. But, you know, they keep giving him title shots, and they've been doing this for a year now, maybe two years now, actually. You know, yeah. they supposedly don't like him. Right, right. No, um, the way I saw it was, it was a heel move because they didn't give him his rematch clause. And then in the process, if he really wants it, if he, um, on his way to actually earning it, he'll have to go through his brother and then his, uh, the beast. So it, it's, uh, in a way, it's like psychological torture and physical <laughs> torture for Roman if he wants it so bad. I think the problem here then is that, yeah, okay, you, we get how... Denying him his immediate rematch is a heel move. That's the hardship he has to go through. That's the hoop he has to jump through. But at the same time, I think what Ray's trying to say and what other fans are feeling right now is that there is no or there's very little sense of hardship, of struggle when it comes to, you know, pursuing the championship shot that, you know, that was denied him. Because the, he's the just, prize that he he was just denied keeps him. getting yeah. these yeah, he, chances. He gets these chances, are, chances that are pretty much easy when you look at them. And that's that's the that's the failure, that's the shortcoming of the WWE storytelling. Yeah. At this he, point. Keeps, he keeps getting a title shot. It's like, okay, we don't like you. So they're giving him a title shot again, but he keeps getting them. Yeah. You know? It's it's so. not a, although it's not a title shot per se, it's a shot at a shot. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? But it's still within reach, you know. As, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It that's, is. that's the thing. That's a, that's a problem I think people are seeing. That it's still within reach. And the, I guess the challenge here is they have to find a way to make it within reach, but make it look like it's not within reach, if that makes sense. It's because, like, yeah. the way it looks right now, it looks like Roman Reigns is playing the game on easy mode. That's, I mean, that's no, what no, it no, is. Not even easy, maybe medium, you know? Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's, like, it's like, okay, I can get through this, but at the same time, it's not that challenging because every chance he gets, he'll still get a reset. That's the thing. And he's always in that picture, that picture for the title. And, you know, at this point... I I don't know if I want to see it. And if anything, Roman should be a heel. Like he beats up Triple H for like for no reason. <laughs> you know? It's yeah, like, Trips took uh, a Trips took a chair shot for him. Yeah, I, and after the tournament when he won a Survivor Series, he punches Triple H first. Like, come on, you know? <laughs> like we see these things. Do you think that a, a heel turn for Roman Reigns is what could save him right now? Because we, we mentioned earlier now, you know, um, he looks like he's going nowhere right now, and the way he's being booked isn't doing him any favors. So, is a heel turn going to save him right now? It sh- yeah, he should. He should turn heel. That's how it. That's how the Rock was saved. <laughs> you know, when he was still Rocky Maivia. That's true. Like, yeah. Um, early on in Rocky's career, um, he was being shoved down our throats, and no one really wanted to see him. And it's the same thing right now with Roman. So you're still getting that vibe that he's being shoved down your throat. Because I'm, I'm coming from the perspective that I hate Roman Reigns. Like, I, um, it, it's an, it's a, uh, it's an open, joke, yeah. Yeah, it's a running joke on the podcast and online. Uh, I'm a Roman <laughs> hater. 
So like absolutely biased, completely yeah, against against Roman, and yet I'm I'm the one right now who's kind of giving him a chance, and everybody around me is like, you know what, fuck Roman. So I'm kind of surprised right now. <laughs> Because Stan, I'll fuck say Roman. this: Roman's improved a lot. Okay, yeah. he's improved, but the problem is that you can totally tell they're trying so hard to get him over. If you heard the promo, you heard the promo on Raw. They kept mentioning Roman's name, yeah. like they're trying so hard to give him cheers, you know. And last year at WrestleMania, when Paul Heyman tried to get Roman over, like it, he was like a car salesman, you know what I mean? Like Roman is so tough. I knew his family, and they kept talking about him, and you. Barely heard anything about Brock on that promos or whatever. So they're trying so hard to make Roman happen, and it's just not happening. But people were actually cheering for him. Like when he won the championship from Sheamus on Raw, people actually uh, gave in to him in Philly, of all places. And then you go to Florida for the Rumble and for Raw this week, and um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Florida is also a very smarky place. Not really. Not really. It's just, just NXT. It's just, it's, it's just inconsistent at best, yeah. Yeah. you know. It, it's like again, they're they're trying to make him like Cena 2.0, and you know it's just not happening. And <laughs> I really think a heel turn would make would make him fresh, and then people will like him again. I mean, we were and, almost there. We were almost there with the heel turn. He th- he gave trips chair shots, and you know mm-hmm. if he just extends that towards everybody else. Then you're straight up turning him heel. And that would have been mm-hmm. nice. Angry, deranged, mm-hmm. you know, reckless Roman, just like that. The heavy artillery Roman reigns. <laughs> yeah. And they're always, and the, and the funny thing is that, that they're, I know they're trying to push him, try to make him a better talker or everything, but they're putting him in a position to fail. It's like, he's not the guy that will talk 15 minutes and be funny and be witty. He's just like a one liner kind of guy. Don't give him, pro, don't give him long promos because he'll stumble somewhere. All right, uh, let, let's switch gears a bit and talk about Daniel Bryan really quickly now. Because um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Roe made a, a theory on the podcast. Now, if Daniel Bryan doesn't show up at the Royal Rumble, his WWE run is officially over. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that. I, I mean, that's the, I, I would give it until WrestleMania. But at this point, when the rumors came out further today, now, uh, it seems as though Daniel Bryan is not going to ever see a WWE ring again this year. I really did think that my conspiracy theory from before, all the way before, when I thought that they're uh, intentionally not clearing him because they don't want him to ever come back and fuck up any of their plans anymore. Something like that. I Uh, I feel the same way. (laughs) Like, um, because there there were rumors that he could have come back in the Rumble, but... I, I really think that if they're going to bring Daniel Bryan back, it will be the day after WrestleMania because right now they have these plans for Roman Reigns. And if they bring him back any time before that, he will overshadow Roman Reigns. No problem. Like, he'll get chance all the time. And then the, the plans will get messed up once again. So I think they're saving for the day after WrestleMania if he gets cleared. Uh-huh. Don't, we, don't we live in a fucked up world where being too over is bad for you? <laughs> it's, it's I thought true. that was the entire point. No, it was, it, that was the entire point of being a, a wrestler, especially in the WWE, is to get all the way over so you can be at the top. And now, yeah. now that you're fucking up other people's plans, no, no, you're, you're not. Over you're, not you're not fucking up other people's plans. You're fucking up Vince's plans. That's true, and that's the be all yeah. and end all of it. Yeah, I know. Like, like um, when CM Punk messed up the plans in 2011 when he came out with that promo. You oh, know, man. I, yeah, he he totally changed everything. <laughs> Because I think uh, Del Rio is probably going to get a huge run on the 
WWE title. Instead, it was Punk that got like the 434 day reign. All right. Um, this week's Raw, um, I, I kind of wrote about this this week about, about mm-hmm. Raw, how it, it felt very much like old school Raw just because you saw a lot of these older guys. Like they, they kind of dominated the, the picture from Triple H being the champion to Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, even Goldust and, and R Truth having their own little comedy skit. And then The mm-hmm. Rock comes into the picture uh, to do, you know, all, all of the usual shit that we're used to seeing him. And I took exception to his his interaction with Lana backstage. Because mm-hmm. um, the way I, I tweeted about it was he slut-shamed her. And then I, I got mm-hmm. tweets. Uh, I, I got a tweet from somebody who told me to shut the fuck up. And mm-hmm. there were counter-arguments uh, you know, from, from Roe and other people who told me that Rocky didn't slut-shame her. He just made a creepy and tasteless joke towards Lana about banging her. Um, I I still won't back down from my argument that there was basically slut shaming happening, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, I feel the same. I feel the same way, honestly, because um, yeah, I understand Lana's in a doghouse right now, and I guess it's their way of humili- humiliating her. And WWE is still behind on those times when it comes to like uh, making fun of somebody or humiliating somebody, and Rock's always been the Rock is still, I guess, stuck in the year 2000 with his, you know, slut-shaming jokes. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, like, it's, I like Rock, and I kind of hate Rock at the same time with those kinds of jokes. Oh, no, I hated Rock so, on, on Raw. Like, I've never hated Rock this much. Well, I, I like, I like, I like him just fine, you know? Um, but, of course, that will get overshadowed because of, like, you know, the slut-shaming jokes and all that stuff. But um, I like, you know, back then when he had his feud with John Cena, he kept saying lady parts, and it's kind of like, why is that a put down, you know? So he's still on, he's still on that um, alpha male uh, persona or whatever, and I don't think it's really good. <laughs> and they got to do better in that sort of stuff. And I think that's more Rocky's doing really than uh, WWE. I'm giving the guy the benefit of the doubt, and. I'm going to assume that the the rock the guy has probably grown up and is a pretty decent guy, you know, off screen. He's a, he's a pretty decent human being. Yeah, yeah. That's, pretty that's decent that's human being off screen. That I think the only said. problem is when he goes back, when he comes back to WWE as the rock, not Dwayne Johnson, not the guy from Ballers, uh, but the rock, I think people are expecting him, especially Vince, people are expecting him to be this, the, this juvenile character that uh, is Again, juvenile, like, tasteless, a sexist, a creep, uh, a creep, uh, and An that's, alpha what, dog. that's what people expect him to be. And that's weird because somewhere someone doesn't realize that people are already getting tired of his act. And you compare it to a guy like Chris Jericho, who pretty much kind of feels like uh, he's enjoying, you know, reading off his cue cards from the early two thousands. And mm-hmm. it's maybe we're being a little bit unfair to Rock. It's uh, you know, the material for his uh, reunion tour is terrible shit, but I... Is this even a... Is this a reunion tour? Is this a one-off? That's the thing. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's a reunion tour because he, he has a spot on WrestleMania. He's not going to be wrestling, but I think he's a, he has a spot. Maybe... A host again? Uh, <clears throat> no, no, maybe... No, probably not. Maybe uh, as someone in the corner of Roman Reigns going up against Triple H. It's possible. Again, as, as I was saying, maybe we're being too hard on The Rock. I think mm-hmm. the guy, if he had his way, he probably wouldn't uh, stick so much to that, those old material. 
I just think WWE told him, okay, we're punishing Lana. <laughs> make her look make her look bad. And though though that, that's like the only way Rock knows how. So, right. No, I, I, I just wanna kind of, I, I just wanna explain it for like uh for, for people who don't see the whole picture. Like why are there people who call the rock or you know the character out for slut shaming Lana the character on screen? Um the way that I, I uh saw it was um Lana is a heel. And that's why her her having multiple sexual partners is being called out. Because that's not shit that you'd see with characters like Becky Lynch, characters like Natty, or, or Charlotte even, or Charlotte when she was babyface, or Paige now that she's turned face. Like their um, their their sexual partners or their sexual activity isn't being questioned. But because Lana is a heel, and because of her history with the love uh, with the love quadrangle, it's being questioned. And um, I, I guess with wrestling still being a relatively low form of art because it's targeted towards the masses. No, no, I don't think. No, I don't no, think. No. no, that's not the problem here. The problem here is the audience, not the not the product. Fine, young audience. The, the general culture or young audience still thinks or still associates uh, having multiple sexual partners with promiscuity, which is bad. So by association, because you are promiscuous and you are bad, you deserve to be shamed for having multiple sexual partners. That's why you, mm-hmm. the, the, sub, the subtext of slut shaming is apparent to me. And it legitimately confuses me that not everybody gets it. We've got to get better as a society, man. We're terrible. Yeah, he has a point. <laughs> this is how it is right now. It's like, you know, in, in general, like, people still slut shame and people still uh, use uh being gay as like a weak a weak term you know what i mean so yeah. like we're, we're still we're still um way behind when it comes to that sort of thing and so very behind you know yeah it's just terrible <laughs> it, i mean wrestling fans as a whole aren't all nice people the way that i i, I like to believe the four of us are but you know mm-hmm. there is a large portion of the wrestling audience out there that are really just uh, salt of the earth type of people, and that's, yeah. that, it is what it is. But we're mm-hmm. trying to change that, which is, yeah. you know, the best that we can do for the rest of the humanity. Yeah, and we're and, and it's getting better. You know what I mean? Because ten years ago we were having brawn panty matches with Tori and Stacy and Trish, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we actually have a legitimate women's division in, in WWE. So I think there's progress there, and uh, you know, hopefully we can get better when it comes to. Um, insults, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no I, I, I know what you mean. I mean, there, there would have been a way to humiliate Lana the character without having to resort to, to slut shaming or you know even yeah. sexist jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's uh, let, let's talk about something else now because like uh, um, you know the, the, the Rock Lana thing is a bit of a downer. Uh, well, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't very positive either. But I kind of want to get your thoughts on this because this happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so, so TJ Perkins got released by by Impact, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that as well, uh, since you, you guys are pretty close. Yeah, you guys are friends, and <laughs> you're basically yeah. the link between us and TJP. <laughs> uh huh. Well, he, he he wrestles for Evolve now, so he's doing okay. Um, and I know Evolve has a working relationship with NXT, so I'm hoping for TJ's sake as well that maybe he can get to wrestle NXT. Well, that 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 would be best for business. I mm-hmm. do think that yeah. would be best for business. Yeah, he he's yeah. relatively young, right? like compared to say Nakamura or AJ Styles, who you know um, are officially with WWE by now. He he's still he's TJ Perkins is still relatively young. Yeah, he's he's thirty one. Yeah, but he's been wrestling for a long time too. So 
um, those miles add up. But yeah, hopefully he'll get to at least work for NXT. But you know, I think regardless if he doesn't get to NXT or not, I think he'll I think he'll always get um uh, calls from other promotions too. Yeah. You know, so I think he'll be all right. I mean, hell, he just played ball with with those Evolve boys, and that that was on Instagram earlier a few days ago. <laughs> hey, and you know, I think the guy's gonna be okay. I think yeah. you know now that we're seeing because we I got worried a bit like right after the announcement came out, it's just like, oh god, check Instagram, see what he's up to, and then now that we're seeing that he's he's with Evolve, and you know not just not just that pick that came out with Gabe Sapolsky and Triple H a few days ago. You know, giving me hope that oh, maybe we get Nakamura TJP somewhere down the line. But it might be cool to see him, you know, just stay involved for a while and then maybe get that NXT call up. And God, I can't. Re- I just realized we yeah. called it NXT call up. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I know they have a talent exchange thing going on, so we'll see. But I think he'll be just fine. Yeah. All right. Now, um, you know, we got too excited to just talk about everything that's happened uh, this past week <laughs> in wrestling. We haven't even talked about Lucha Underground yet. I, I don't know if you watch. Uh, oh. Do you watch Lucha Underground? Just a little bit. Not that much. But I know it started, like, yesterday. So, um, and I know I know a few things. Like, I know Rey Mysterio is there now. So. Yeah. But I've, but, I've, but I've seen a few episodes. And I really like the the grungy, dark um, environment that they have going on there. It's really cool, and I think it's, you know, it's a cool alternative to WWE and NXT, really. Have you seen the season premiere? No, not yet. All right, because uh, I, I, I guess, like, for, for us here locally who uh, have actually followed the show since the very first episode, we're like, you know, mm-hmm. um, we've developed this this affinity to it. Like, I was telling the boys before we started recording. Now, when, when I was watching the season premiere, when all of these characters came back, it felt like seeing mm-hmm. an old friend that you haven't seen in, in quite some time. Yeah, it's really good episodic television, too. But, you know, I really got to find time because I, I already do the whole basketball thing as you guys know yeah, yeah. so you know I'm, try, I'm trying to find time to watch everything under the sun so hopefully no. I, I can like find a day and like just marathon Lucha Underground no we might as well talk about the other stuff because you know uh, like I said earlier we got so caught up in everything that's happening uh, we mm-hmm. might as well try to introduce or introduce you to our listeners properly so let, let's let's uh, switch into interview mode and just you know um, oh boy <laughs> introduce the man behind the no look pass and you know one half of the TJR wrestling podcast um, you know uh, I, I, I think I got to know you on, on Twitter because of the basketball tweets and I think it was only later on that I realized that you were also a wrestling fan so um, which, which fandom started first? Was it the basketball or the wrestling? Definitely basketball. Um, my dad had a court built in the backyard, and uh, I was like five years old when I started shooting hoops. So, um, yeah, like all my siblings played. All my siblings played. And I, was, I wanted to be like my sister because she was such a good shooter back in the day. Uh, wrestling came like later on, like around um, I was probably like nine or ten years old. And I was also watching uh, Binoy Wrestling back in the day with Joe Bogey and oh, man. Um, King Cobra back in the day. <laughs> that stuff goes a long way. I, yeah, I, I saw TJ and Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, Samoa Joe discussing Pinoy Wrestling on Twitter. <laughs> it's a long time ago, man. But what drew me in WWF was Strike Force. I don't know if you guys remember Strike Force, Tito Santana and Rick Martel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my favorite tag team back in the day. And I was so mad when they broke up. You, uh, I, I remember you told me before that you stayed in the Philippines until you were like in high school, right? 
10, 11 years old. Oh, 10, 11. Uh, okay. okay, my yeah. bad. But uh, which part of the Philippines were you from again? Sambales. Uh, uh, I was close to Pangasinan. And you haven't really been back since then, have you? I haven't been back since then. It's so hard. It really is. Like, um, I didn't really want to go with family when they had, when they went back. And suddenly I got this MBA thing going on. So now it's been really hard to go back since then. Right. Uh, you know, um, for those who don't know, you do cover the NBA regularly. You're covering the Lakers again, aren't you? Uh, yeah, Forum Blue. I, I've always been covering the Lakers. Uh, Forum Blue and Gold uh, on ESPN Triple Network. So, um, and they're my favorite team. So I just can't help but really cover them. You know. Um, for those that follow you on Instagram, uh, you know, people would notice that you have a very special friendship with one Kristen Ledlow. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> like, like, like we're going there. We're going no, there. No, I, 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 I wanted to talk about it because these guys they share uh, text messages where they bounce lyrics off each other. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it's like a boy band song. Sometimes it's one of those uh, one of those ballads from like back in the day. And I, I'm on Instagram. And I'm like, hey, this is pretty entertaining. So. Um, how did you and Kristen Ledlow meet? And, like, you know, how is it, how is it like being, being pals with her? Because uh, for us NBA fans, at least, she's, like, the dream girl. Or one of the pegs. One of, one girls. of, one of. Here, here's the thing, like, because um, we, we have a lot of mutual friends, me and Kristen do. And um, she was talking with uh, our, our friend, Lana Berry. I didn't know Kristen at the time. Like, I just knew her as the inside stuff host, obviously. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Kristen and Lana were talking about like, um, you know, doing a podcast and I'm like, Hey, I have a podcast. You want to go on mine? Right. <laughs> so it just started, it just started there. And, uh, from then on, we just, we just kept in touch for some reason. Like she took a liking to me or something and we just, you know, started talking and, uh, we finally met up at uh, Las Vegas summer league and, Ooh, you know, nice. and, and it's been pretty cool since then, you know, um, you, you're, your career is one of those um, I, I guess your career is more of like proof that you know if you keep plugging away especially in the world of online journalism you'll actually make it you know, to a point where you're recognized you got your media credentials and all that but how difficult was it trying to get it off the ground especially when uh, when say you don't have the pedigree of being a former NBA player or you don't have the pedigree of uh, having all these connections when you started I've been lucky because I think it just all comes down to timing um, I started in 2008, and Twitter was just getting off the ground, right? And the NBA started doing Twitter around that, that time as well. And I started a blog, you know, which is, you know, Ricky Dink blog, just for fun, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, we, we would start exchanging blogs, whatever. And then it just somehow, it just, it just went from there. And again, I think timing is just everything. And I just got lucky, and suddenly, like, all these, you know, offers, like, hey, you want to cover this, you want to cover that, and then, you know, it's been like that ever since, and, you know, I don't really plan on stopping anytime soon, and now that I also have, like, wrestling on, on my plate, it's getting a little busier for me, but, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Please don't stop. Please don't stop. <laughs> it's very entertaining stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll try not to. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm awake at, like, 5 30 in the uh, nearly six in the morning talking wrestling right so, how cold is it right now hmm? how, how cold, cold is it right now over where you are it's california so it's not that cold um Dude. i don't know how to i don't know how to like translate it to celsius degrees or whatever but because um, <laughs> i know it's different over there 
No, so, it's, but it's, it's not that cold. It's pretty freaking cold for us. That's yeah, yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're getting some polar vortex over from Hong Kong, so it's it's kind of freaky. <laughs> I want to bring yeah. it back. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just want to bring it back really quickly to the online journalism thing because um, we were talking when Grantland went down, mm-hmm. right? And you said something to me that kind of uh, that kind of rattled me uh, when you said that the death of Grantland shook the world of online journalism because you felt like nobody was secure. I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of want to uh, dig a bit deeper into your thoughts on that because um, I, I guess in a way we're in that same sphere of online journalism by podcast. We right? are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, why, why, why do you say that? And like, um, what, what do you mean, basically? Because it, it gives, it kind of, uh, there, there are less jobs now, right? And it's almost like we've hit the apex when it comes to, um, at least when it comes to basketball journalism, at least, you know, because a lot of bloggers were getting jobs and now there is less demand for that. And now that Grantland is down, there's even less jobs. So, like, it's just not it's just not a secure profession at the moment, you know. And um, a lot of us are lucky to still, uh, you know, be freelancing or you know contributing to ESPN and whatnot. So we're lucky on that aspect. But right now, if you're looking for that kind of job and for a secure job like that, it's gonna be a little harder now than it was like last year, two years ago. That's what I meant. But isn't it? I mean, aren't we all gravitating towards like mobile apps anyway, and like uh, mobile mobile devices? So that being said, um, just because one outfit died doesn't really mean that the whole industry is dying. you know is dying, yeah. right? Yeah, but again, like um, there's been less demand for bloggers now because they've pretty much taken over like a lot of the media jobs, uh, you know, uh, like on official teams and whatnot. So. Um, now that we hit the apex and where do we go from there it's like we don't know because um i think all the bloggers took, took all the jobs and now there's just less demand for it so i don't know i i think right now it's a bad time maybe it'll go maybe it'll go back up next year two years from now but at this moment it's tough so this this bad time is is coming from a place of a fear of the unknown right like not knowing what's on the horizon yeah i think so and um the, the the bloggers right now are finding new ways or finding more creative ways to you know uh, to report stuff you know like even even on tweets like you see all these NBA teams uh, use emojis now or use animated gifs and whatnot so maybe they'll make more jobs that way for being you know creative like maybe they'll have like a I don't know gift editor or whatever you know something like that so who knows where we'll go from here now um with all that being said. There are still people who want to try to get their foot through the door of, of, of sports journalism, whether it's online or print. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, what advice could you give an aspiring sports journalist in 2016? Like someone who's just starting out and doesn't really know where to go, what to do. What advice would you give him? Start your own blog. Do your own thing. Write every day and learn like see this is the mistake that i made because i'm not a photoshop guy but learn photoshop because that's becoming a thing now right on social media it's a necessary Um, tool yeah it's very much so uh learn how to edit videos do a podcast even you know get your voice out there as much as possible you know pour yourself out and don't do questionable tweets i'll get you in trouble because they'll look at that too yeah (laughs) just ask larry nance jr yeah be a good person (laughs) 
Um, okay, a couple la- a couple last questions before we let you go because you got to get your sleep. Um, who's been your I most go. who's been your most memorable sleep, interview? Right? Like of, of all the people you've met, who's been your most memorable interview? Wow, I, hmm, this is this is a little. Hmm. Um, this is not an interview, but I spoke to Jerry West for a little bit. Whoa. Yeah. Like, it was weird because we, we talked for a little bit. Like, I was trying to, I'm trying to cover Lakers, right? Yeah. But I couldn't talk to him about the Lakers because he was, he was, you know, advising for the Warriors. So right. I couldn't mm-hmm. talk to him about it. So we just talked a little basketball. And then he just said, keep doing your work, son. And then he shook my hand. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right? Yeah. And at the time, it didn't really... It didn't really hit me at the time because, like, I'm just doing my job, right? Yeah. And then I sat down. I'm just like, that was Jerry West, wasn't it? Right? <laughs> I just shook, I shook the logo's head. That was really weird, and that was really cool. So He's cool. I guess I'll go with that. <laughs> and who is uh, your most awkward interview? Like, you came away feeling, oh, crap, that went way worse than I thought it would. Earl Clark, the Lakers. Um, okay. Not, not because... I felt awkward, but I felt like he was on something. Whoa! <laughs> well, like he, he he it was media day in the Lakers. Yeah, okay. and I would ask him straightforward questions about basketball, and he just kept saying how happy it was waking up in the morning and praising <laughs> the Lord every single answer. <laughs> and what? I'm like, For great, you? thank you. That's like that's like Marshawn Lynch stuff. And he was, and he was, and he looked dopey and happy. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. You know, <laughs> so I asked him like, I asked him like four or five questions. It was like the same answer. It's like I'm just happy to be here doing what I love. I'm so happy. I woke up in the morning. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That that is yeah. That that is pretty awkward. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, I know you need to get your sleep. Uh, we got to thank you again for, you know, for bearing with the technical difficulties and for sitting down to talk to us at 6 fucking a.m. in California. I'm technically laying down, actually. I just have my, my earbuds in that, you know. No, but so. thanks, man. We, we really appreciate it. Maraming salamat, Riri. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, follow me at Pass on Twitter and think Riri on Instagram and go to my site at DonolaPass.com and tjrwrestling.net where we have the podcast so check those out alright you, you guys aren't on iTunes are you? we are on iTunes yeah because I subscribe to you guys and I, uh, your episodes aren't coming into my feed but you know, I'll, I'll work it out wait that might explain yeah. the rankings oh yeah one, one more podcast also the Ray Ray is fundamental podcast where I just have like whoever I want as my guest <laughs> so there nice <laughs> yeah Hey, we got to do this again. Uh, if ever you're in town, we we got to make something happen. We Thanks. Should, no, we should do one with TJ. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know what? Uh, we uh, this is. I think the first time I talked to you, Ray, it was with TJ on board, deba. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah we got to do this. Like the three of us, you and TJ. I, I think that'll be fun. Like a good thirty minutes at least. Or we can all fly out, meet up in LA. Yeah, I we, like that idea. I like <laughs> that idea because you know we're ma- we've inconvenienced him once. Let's make it convenient for them, like some other time in the future, maybe five years from now when we have money. Yes, again, we'll keep on dying. We'll keep on dying. All right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks again, Ray. Okay. Thank you, Ray. Thank okay. you. You're okay. awesome, man. Okay. You Being take a- care, man. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. 
Thank you very much to Ray Moraldi once again. Uh, you know, make sure to follow him on Twitter at the No Look Pass. You can also check out his website, thenolookpass.com. Instagram. And, yeah, Instagram, Think Ray Ray. He's got a lot of projects going on right now. So I'm really, really happy for the guy and uh, you know, so thankful that he stayed up until 6 a.m. to talk to us. Hey, you know, it is cold in California that early in the morning, but thank you, Ray, for staying up for us. Also, the benefits of, you know, uh, being a sports journalist online, flexi, flexi time ka. And the di lang flexi time, on your own time. Yeah. That's anyway. not true. Fuck that. No, uh, being online journalist? Yeah. yeah. Mm, true. For the most part, it's flexi. It's not on your own time. It's more of flexi. You, you have to meet your deadlines and you have yeah. to strike while the iron is hot, too. So What's wrong with you? You have those things. Anyway. You got uh, six for smart can be. Anymore. Yeah. That Thanks a lot, home. man. Anyway, we got to give you our picks of the week before we sign out for this week. Uh, so let's start with you guys because my pick of the week is from a more recent show. Okay. All right. Uh, my pick of the week is the Intercontinental Last Man Standing match. Absolute barn burner. The ending was fantastic. I mean, watching Kevin Owens go through tables like that, oh, man. And seeing him get up for the Royal Rumble match. Uh, gotta give it to the guy. It is an impressive showing. Dean Ambrose is a fucking boss. I had fun. Uh, on that note, uh, since you took the other, the first mid-card t- championship match, I'm going to take the other one because uh, I good choice, good this. choice. I predicted that uh, people were jumping to conclusions when they found out that he lost the championship. Uh, Alberto Del Rio versus Caliso for the United States Championship. Uh, it was also a barn burner of a match. Good job, Caliso, for finally winning the big one. That, you know. The first the singles big one. championship. Yeah. Uh, I told you, I told all of you that y'all were jumping to conclusions. Y'all, y'all were jumping the gun. You are super hard on the product when all you had to do was wait. All you had to do was wait, let wait it two unfold. weeks. Wait two yeah, weeks. Exactly. That's it. Let it, let it unfold. Because stuff like that, there's got to be a reason behind, you know, pretty quick title changes. So the next time. This happens. Let's wait for the whole thing to play out before we judge it. I think that's not a tall order to ask. Yeah, I mean, give it a few weeks. It was a. It was more of a slingshot than it was a exactly. anything else. Yeah. Yes. Now I, I wanted to make a segue from what Rose said to my pick of the week, but you know what? Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, screw it. It's fine. Um, my pick of the week is from Lucha Underground. The season premiere of, well, season two. I'm, I'm so happy that Lucha Underground is back. Like, uh, you can't, I, I can't even imagine the amount of joy I feel because of a wrestling show. Like, it, it, it's, uh, I, I said it earlier. It's like seeing these old friends back. It's like a high school reunion. Eh. Yeah, kind of. It's been nice. It's been six months without Lucha Underground. I and mean, it's been, a, it's been an okay six months. That's no. the thing. No, I no. need my Lucha Underground. I need the temple. Yes. And yes. No, 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 no. I am not disagreeing that it's nice to have it back. It's just... Uh, we, had a lot, we had a lot to fill in in the past six months. Look, uh, Yeah, but, you know, it's, it just wasn't the same. Yeah. It wasn't the same. I'll admit that. I'll admit so, that. So the way that they came back, the they were able night. to pick up from where they left off very well. It was pretty seamless. And I don't have a lot of complaints. And my pick of the week is Phoenix versus King Cuerno, Gift of the Gods Championship. No spoilers, no spoilers. We're at 24 hours, man. Yeah, uh, but you know, let me just say this. Walapang <laughs> 10 minutes into the ma- into the show, you've got a title match already. 
Yeah. And it, it was a story that was well told. I was marking out, and I was like, Lucha Underground is off to a very, very good start just because um, they didn't lose any steam, any momentum, and they know the right buttons to push. And that's why Lucha Underground has been the most innovative and interesting wrestling show on TV. So to the nine people who voted for Lucha Underground as worst wrestling TV show at the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, fuck you guys. Y'all can fuck yourselves in the ass. Yeah. So um, so thank you, El Rey Network. Thank you, Lucha Underground, for coming back. And if you haven't given it a shot just yet, please do. What are you waiting for? Yeah, please do. What are you waiting for? Brandon Stroud has got a nice primer on Lucha Underground on Uproxx. You can also read our own Anthony Cuellar's primer over on Smart Henry. So that, that should give you a little bit of a refresher on what you missed out. And season two just began, so there's so much time for you to catch up. And on... there's so much to binge watch from last season. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we and it looks even you know. I actually have to admit, it's it looks like even more fun. Kung dere derecho. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. No, because because there's actual logic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you see things play out. Yeah, exactly. pero siempre. That's why it, some people prefer to watch series in one go. Mm-hmm. But if you can't wait, then you know. Kakalucha undergoing basa iFlix. What na yun eh? Wala pa. Not my knowledge. Or I, because you know they're not going to be on Netflix. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's even on you know American Netflix. Yeah, is it? Mm, no, but I haven't know, we're, seen. But we're, no, we're but they, Pinoy. But they have, they have, they have a lot of stuff on YouTube right now. So if you're looking for like that random match, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's probably on YouTube. No, it is. It's like on official El Rey. Not not all of it. I mean, like a full matches are on the El Rey Network YouTube channel. Sure. Yeah, but you're better off searching for it uh, on Daily Motion or something. You know, be creative. Rip Pinoy. Um, oh. Use the power of the internet and search search bars. All right, before we get out of here, shout out again to our boys and girls from PWR. Philippine Wrestling Revolution returns this January. First uh, show of the year. I think this goes up Sunday, so it's happening tonight. Our first show of the year, PWR Live at the I Academy Auditorium. And we got a stack card, as always. So let's run through them uh, so we can give you an idea of what you're going to see tonight. First off, you got the bitch killer, Bombay Suarez, against Peter the V, Peter Versoza. This match coming from... The path of gold after Peter the V eliminated Bombay Suarez. So Bombay's got a grudge. He wants to settle with, with Peter Versosa before he moves on to Malaysia. Yeah, he because Bombay, Bombay is advertised for the hardcore title match in that Malaysia show that Chris Panzer is involved in. Right, right. Speaking of Chris Panzer, he will be at uh, PWR Live as well. He'll be taking on the other half of the Fighters for Hire, Joey Bax. Joey's out to avenge Miguel's loss. Yes. Over at uh, Terminus. So that should be a fun matchup. And I think Joey Bax is a good... Um, it's a good opportunity for Panzer to warm himself up before he takes on Shaokat for the regional championship of Malaysian pro wrestling. But at the same time, Joey Bax is no chump. No, he's not. I think, I think Joey Bax has a chance of bringing it to Chris Panzer this Sunday. Uh, next match on the card, you got Mark D. Manalo against John Sebastian. MDM has a, settle, uh, to, has a score to settle as well with, with uh, John Sebastian after the latter shaved him bald over at uh, Terminus. Yeah, because Apocalypse stopped short of shaving Mark D. Manalo's hair off with scissors, but then John Sebastian just went ballistic on him. Yeah, plus people want to see how MDM looks now. I think his hair's grown out a bit. And then you've also got the return of Mahabang Usapan, the yeah. brand new PWR champion. Ralph Imabayashi will speak with Redrick Mahaba to talk about winning the championship. And it's his celebration live at the I Academy Auditorium. So come join him. 
And uh, speaking of champions, the PHX champion Ken Warren is back from his uh, USA holiday tour. Ang haba rin nun, ah. Yeah. Ang haba rin ng tour na to, ah. That took quite a while. Of course, we want to we, we wanna know uh, what the Royal Flush has planned up their sleeves. Will CBL or Classical Brian Leo invoke his rematch clause? That's one of the questions we'll be answering. And the network, they've got something planned too. They've Holy the- shit, this is this is what a lot of people are looking forward to. Yeah. I, I have people who came to me at gigs last week asking me about the network. Yep, mm. their official product orientation is happening. So bring your downlines and get ready to, mm. uh, get ready to pay in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy in. And to buy in. All of that is happening tonight if this goes up on a Sunday. If, if it goes up earlier, it's going up on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so try to be at the I Academy Auditorium by around 6 p.m. It'll help. So, right. guys, if, you, if you're ready to come over to the I Academy, just be there by 6. Tickets are going for the low, low price of... 350 pesos regular and 400 pesos VIP with the meet and greet passes. Yep. So you get to, uh, to say hi to everybody from uh, Classical Brian Leo to MDM, Rafi Mabayashi. If you want to seek out Sandata before he goes off to the Springs, you can do that too. All of that. Uh, the network. Yeah, the network before they start cashing in again. Man. Or going back to Temple Drive. Yeah. You know, things like that. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, we'll see you at uh, PWR Live. Does, does, does a network have a base Starbucks? I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they have a base of operations. Because <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks HQ. Yeah. <laughs> A particular branch in HQ, nila. Yeah, the one, uh, if not that, in UCC. <laughs> you know, I really want, I really want the network to be on the show in the future. Like, I think that that well, should be our next interview. James had, Idol yeah. Martinez was here. We no, 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 both, both of them. Well, okay, we'll make that happen sometime. Anyway, we're out of here. Have a great weekend, everybody. And uh, when we catch you next, we'll talk about Fallout from PWR Live and. Uh, Maybe an update on everything else that happens in the weird world of professional wrestling. Because we will have Lucha Underground, we will have NXT, we will have main show stuff to talk about, as always. Yeah. It's going to be fun. On behalf of Rowdy Raf Camus and Ravishing Ro Moran, this is Stunning Stan C signing out. Episode 97 in the books. Peace out. Peace. Sayonara. Thank you for listening to the SJP Podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.